What's good? What's good, everybody? It's your boy, Sway Mac Sr. Uh, coming at you live. It's like, nah, coming at you uh, for UFC uh, back at Apex. Um, couldn't tell you which uh, which Apex it is. We're up there for sure. Um, but uh, back in UFC Apex, we have uh, we have 13 fights this week, um, but one fell through late. So we only have 12 fights this week. Uh, this, the Cody Stamen fight fell through. So X that one out if you had any of them. Um, yeah, we got a few fights with some inside the distance props, a few heavy favorites. This one's a pretty straightforward week as far as that's concerned. Um, so nothing too crazy to talk about. Uh, this pot will only be about five to ten minutes. Run through the plays real quick. Uh, kind of give you guys a, a heads up on any of the reads or anything like that. I'm not playing cash this week. Um, don't like it for cash. Um, and you know, if you can, I'll give you a few plays. But this is really a GPP only card just because there's a lot of fights, in my opinion. Uh, that can go either way. Um, and with that new scoring, man, you know, we've been seeing, you know, a lot of high score on a lot of high scores, honestly, um, from subpar performances. You know, uh, it seems like it's pretty easy to get a 90 nowadays if you uh, can throw a lot of strikes. Um, so we'll see. We'll see. Um, without further ado. Uh, first fight of the night is going to be Jerome Riviera going up against Ode Osborne. Um, look, Ode Osborne is minus 200. Uh, first thing I need to tell you about this fight is both. Of the, so basically, this is a this is a fight that they put together because uh, you know one of the fights was canceled or both of their fights were canceled, whatever. Um, so we're looking at uh, Jerome Riviera at 7,500. We're looking at Ode Osborne at 7,800. So both of these guys are under 8K, which means pretty much no matter what, whoever wins, um, it's more than likely going to be optimal, but not necessarily. Um, Sorry about that, dad duties. Um, but uh, but yeah, it, they should they should really be optimal because either way, I think we're looking at like a 70, 75 minimum, you know, in a win from either one of these guys. And that'll put them at just about 10x, and I think that'll be just enough to to put them in a, in the optimal lineup. Now, in my opinion, I think Ode Osborne should be able to knock this cat out. To be completely honest, um, his takedown defense is a little suspect though. Um, but he should be able to style on the feet. Um, his cardio is also a little suspect. Um, so for that reason, I mean, I will have some Riviera. I'm probably going to go ahead and lock this fight in in all of my tournament lineups. And so I'm probably going to have like 75% Osborne, like, um, and then like 25% Riviera. Um, uh, just because I think he wins and I think he's going to put up a high score. Um, but regardless, uh, this could go three rounds and they could put up 65, 70 and, and you'll be good either way. Um, but yeah, I do think Ode, uh, probably is going to, um, go ahead and pull this out. So he's going to be my pick here. Um, don't mind Riviera, but yeah, this is a locket fight. So either way, uh, you want one or one or the other of these guys pretty much in all your lineups for me. Um, and most, you know, like 80, 60, 70, 80% of my lineups, that's going to be Osborne, but I will have some Riviera just in case. Um, next up we have Martin Day going up against Timur Valev. Uh, this is going to be, uh, Bantamweight fights, 9,300 for Timur Valev. And then coming back, uh, he's a minus 455 favorite currently as well on DraftKings Sportsbook. Martin Day, 6,900 on DraftKings. You know, he, um, uh, T 
Timor that is, Timor uh, Valiev, he really should style here. Not sure, uh, he's real expensive, you know, and these it's just tough paying for these real expensive guys right away. But I think he'll be pretty popular. This one does have a minus 140 inside the distance prop. And I'm not sure I necessarily agree with that um, just because of the style of the fight. Um, you know, I think the reason for that is they think Timor's kind of like he's going to be KO'd or KO. So we'll see. Um, I'll have some of them, though, but I'm going to limit that. I'm not going to go above probably 25% with this guy. 25, maybe 30%. Uh, just, you know, maybe if I get a late read or something like that. But that's, uh, that's, that's where I'm hoping to stick. Now, look, he should get it done. Minus 455, minus 140 inside the distance prop. Like, he's probably going to be popular. Um, I'm going to hope we can get somebody to outscore him because at 9,300 and above, these guys are going to have to be literally the top scorers on the night. Um, now, you think that's like, well, everybody needs to be the top scorer on the night. Well, not necessarily because if we go back to the fight I just talked about, we can get 75-80 from those guys, and they're going to be optimal. You know what I mean? They don't have to outscore everybody. Um, you know, it's when we get up to the 9,300s, the 9,500s, that kind of stuff, you need those guys to go over 100, 110 plus, 120 plus maybe, you know what I mean, depending on the card. Um, and with the new scoring, you know what I mean, there's a lot more versatility as far as what you can pick on the strikers and that kind of stuff. So, but, uh, but yeah, move on from that one. All right, next up. We have uh, Singul Choi going up against Yusuf Zalal. Not really going to touch much on this one. Zalal is the minus 230 favorite. I don't really like this one too much for DraftKings. Um, Zalal is 9,100 on DraftKings. So I'm, I'm not going to say totally fade because I do think he gets the win here. Um, I think he can put up a lot of significant strikes, throw a lot of strikes as well. A lot of, all his fights come through decision, but he's put up 91, 81 in decisions. That was before the new scoring system was implemented. So you could probably give him another 40, you know, a minimum on top of that. 30, I'll say 30, 35 on top of that score. Um, so, uh, so yeah, I do I do like him a little bit here. Uh, 9,100, you get a little bit of a discount on it. Um, and I don't think he'll be that high owned. Uh, so we'll see. We'll see. But uh, he is going to be the play here. And that's pretty much all I'll touch on that one. Choi, you know, if you want to run it back with the, with the hedge just in case, go for it. But I personally won't. Next up, we have Laura uh, Procopio going up against Molly McCann. Uh, this is going to be a flyweight fight, 8,500 for Molly McCann. Um, Molly is currently the favorite at uh, minus 134. Look, when Molly wins, she usually is going to put up uh, over 100. You know, if we look at her last three victories, 104, 100, 126, putting up a ton of strikes. I mean, she's throwing 238 significant strikes, landing 113, landing 108, landing 107 in these victories. So, if she wins, she's going to land a lot of significant strikes. She's going to land a lot of strikes. Um, for that reason, I do like her at 8,500. I think she'll be um, maybe somewhat like 20, 25% owned. I'll probably match that and be about 25, 25, uh, sorry, 25 to 27, 28% owned, something like that. It'll be under 30, though, for sure. Um, but I do think she gets it done here. 7,700 for uh, Procopio. You know, you want to take some hedges there. I don't mind it. Um, but I don't, I don't see too many paths to victory for, I can't say that. I do see a path to victory for her. Um, you know, so for that reason at 7,700, if you do want to go ahead and take some stabs at it, I would. However, I'd limit that if you're making five lineups, only throw her in like one lineup, just, just as a punt, you know, nothing more than that. If you're making 10, 15, 20 plus lineups, I say stick to 
uh, 7 to 10% rule on her. All right, next up we got Jocelyn uh, Edwards going up against Carol Rosa. You guys might remember Jocelyn Edwards. She actually scored really well for us the last time out. Um, put up a 79 against Wu Yanan. Um, kind of, you know, so I was I would call it that one there. Um, I feel like I got a pretty good read on her. Um, let me. Uh, Rosa is currently the minus 225 favorite, so I'll start off there. She's 8700 on DraftKings. Uh, Edwards is 7500. Um, look, this is going to be a totally different fight, though. Totally different fight, totally different matchup. I think uh, Carol Rosa is going to be able to kind of style on her wherever it goes. Um, she's super aggressive, but she does take a lot of punches. Edwards uh, was able to get a lot of, like, little trips, uh, you know, and a couple uh, of, like, those takedowns and stuff like that. Um, and, and it was just uh, – I, I just – it's not going to be that kind of a sloppy fight basically is what I'm saying, you know. Um, now, I do like her range. I do think uh, she's she's going to be all right on the feet. But uh, Carol Rosa, she's probably going to be pretty aggressive as far as what she's looking for on the feet as well. So don't be surprised if she comes out here and uh, tries to keep it standing. Now, if this goes to the ground, I think she's going to be able to probably um, probably probably get this finished on the ground, man. Either way, um, either way, I think she's probably in a victory going to put up a, a huge score. So for that reason, at 8,700, I really like her. Um, it's hard to gauge the ownership on her because I, you know, it's not hard to see she scores very well in uh, in wins, and this is a good matchup for her. On the flip side, I will have some Edwards um, because I do think at 7,500, uh, if she wins, she's probably going to give us you know about 80 or so because she's probably going to win a decision, uh, kind of peppering, staying away, um, keeping her distance, maybe hurting her a couple of times, um, that kind of thing, um, staying away from her a little bit winning that point matchup all right next up we have let me go up we have justin james going up against uh Devontae smith here uh it's gonna be a catch weight uh which means they kind of mix the weights here um but essentially uh justin james uh Devontae smith justin james is 7k uh he is currently um the dog here and we got Devontae smith at minus 335 this one has a minus 500 inside the distance prop, so this is going to be the, the, the highest prop that we have on the entire night. Um, and, you know, uh, it's – I mean, I, I somewhat agree with it because you got two basically guys that are that, that look for knockouts. You got James, who's basically a first-runner bust. He's going to be super aggressive. He's going to come out in the first round and basically look for right hand after right hand after right hand and power shots and power shots. Now um, – you know, there's rumors that he didn't have a camp coming in on short notice, that kind of thing. So is he going to be really prepared? Is he going to gas even more after that first round? Probably. But he's live in that first round. After that first three minutes, I'd say, though, Smith should be able to catch him with the one-two, catch him with the jab, catch him with the jab, maybe catch him with some leg kicks, and then maybe catch him with that, uh, that right hand or catch him with a hook or something like that. Um, he might be able to even catch him down the middle with that, with that, with that two. We'll see, um, especially with the tire James. But uh, yeah, I think this is a fight that we do want to target. However, I'm going to temper my expectations. So I probably am only going to have about 50% of this fight in my lineup. So either way, I'll probably have about 40% Smith, maybe 10% James, um, something like that. Keep it pushing that way. Next up, we have Denalio uh, Marquez going up against Michael Rodriguez. Light heavyweight fight here, Michael Rodriguez, 9K, Marquez, 7,200. This one also has a minus 385 inside the distance prop. Pretty good one here. Um, Mike Rodriguez, man, is the minus 250 favorite, you know, and um, he should be. He should be. Really, he should style it. He should be able to win this fight pretty handedly. Um, 
I'm a little nervous though because his takedown defense is just absolutely terrible, and that's Marquez's only path to victory. Like seriously, the only way this dude can win is if he gets a sub, wrestles this dude down, gets a sub, and that's what he should look for if he's able to get that close. Um, which I do believe he'll be able to get that kind of close to him, but it's tough. It's tough. Um, this is a fight I do want some of. I'm gonna probably I'm leaning Rodriguez because. As long as he does what he's supposed to, touches this guy up, um, you know, it's aggressive, right? Doesn't 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 do any BS. Um, he should be able to style here, man. He really should be able to style here. Like, just be aggressive, dude. Like, you know what I mean? Go forward, pick this dude apart, you know, and do your thing. Like, that's really what he should do. And will he do it? Who knows? And if he doesn't, um, I really do believe Marquez is going to be live for a sub here. Next up, we have Benil Darush going up against Diego Ferreira. Um, man, this is a target fight. Reason why, these guys are in that, that magic range between 8K uh, and 8,200. Uh, one second. Sorry, guys. All right. Yeah, so these guys are in that, uh, they're in that money range, 8K, 8,200. Um it's not going to take much again for these guys to kind of be optimal as well. And they're going to throw a lot of strikes. They fought each other already. Dariush won. Um, <clears throat> but this is a different matchup here. So, honestly, I'm leaning Dariush again. Um, but Fierro is definitely, definitely live here. If he wins, he's going to put up over 100. If Dariush wins, he's probably going to put up over 100. So, either way you go. Um, but I'm leaning Dariush. We get a little bit of a discount. He's $200 cheaper. I think he'll be uh, lower owned as well. Um, you know, people are going to look at age, all that kind of stuff. And, um, but, uh, I mean, you know, dude's been, <laughs> dude's been getting dubs, man. And he's been putting up good scores. And again, in this, uh, with the new scoring change and the rewarding strikers more, I think he's definitely, uh, I think he's definitely viable. All right. We're at 14 minutes, but we're almost done here. Promise. All right. And next up we have, uh, Manil Cape going up against, uh, Alex Pantoja. Man, great fight here. Pantoja, 8,300. Uh, Cape here is 7,900, and this one's got a minus 225 inside the distance prop. My pick here is going to be Pantoja at minus 122. Um, you know, he's he just needs to rinse, repeat the takedowns. It's like, I'll just keep this as simple as possible. Pantoja needs to wrestle this dude down, take him down, sub him out, period, or rinse and repeat the takedown. If not, then he keeps standing, or he wants to kind of stand and bang, He can prob he's probably going to get knocked the fuck out. Like, that's just being honest, because this dude is, uh, the dude he's fighting is a finisher, he's a knockout artist, he hits super hard, he's aggressive, um, so if this, if this stays standing, more than likely, he's probably gonna, he's probably gonna get dropped, so for that reason, I'll have, uh, I'll have some shares of Cape as hedge, but I do like Pantoja, because I do believe he's gonna be able to get this to the mat. Alright, next up, we have Michael Johnson versus Clay Guida, um, man, legends in the, legends in the game here, um, you know, as far as the breakdown is concerned, um, you know, these guys are both live because they can throw a lot of strikes. Minus 225 from Michael Johnson. I think he should be able to style here. He, he, he throws, like I said, a lot of strikes. Um, takedown defense is terrible, though. Guida is probably not going to look for takedowns, though, or submissions or anything like that. So we're probably going to see these guys stand and bang. 
we know what we're going to get from Guida. He's not going to gas. He's going to keep coming forward. You know, what you see is what you get. Um, so this would be a good fight. I'm going to kind of stand back and watch this one. I won't have too much invested as far as DFS is concerned, but I will have probably a little bit of Johnson, like less than 10%, maybe 10, less than 10% of Guida. If you're playing only five lineups, you can probably go ahead and avoid this fight. But um, if not, I would say Johnson is the pick. And, you know, at 8,800, you can you can throw him in there. But I do like some of the fighters around that range and a little bit more expensive, um, better than him as far as being able to put up a high score. All right, next up we have Corey Sandhagen going up against Alistair Overeem. Um, uh, sorry, we got a Cor <laughs> Corey Sandhagen going up against Frankie Yeager. I was looking up in the wrong section here. Um, Corey Sandhagen is minus 400. And, uh, you know, Frankie Yeager, OG, um, you know, he's been looking real, real good, actually, to tell you the truth, man. He looked real good in his last fight, was able to take the shots, only 6,800 this week. So I'm very interested in him because if he's going to be able to take the shots from Sanhagen, I'm not sure if Sanhagen is going to be able to wrestle with him. So we'll see. We'll see what he does. He usually wrestles against these tall fighters. So I do like him just a little bit for that. I'm thinking maybe a hedge of like 10 to 15 percent. Sanhagen on the other side, minus 400. I actually really like him. Um, like I said, if Edgar's not going to take him down, he's going to throw a ton of strikes on him. I think we're going to see a lot of ownership on Corey Sanhagen, though, at 9,400. It's probably warranted, but I'm going to stay below 35% and hope that he's over 40%. See if we can kind of hedge that ownership somewhere else. Now, in the main event here, we have Alistair Overeem going against Alexander Volkov. This is an all-in fight here. This is an all-in fight. If you're playing cash, you stack this in cash, and then you move on, grab a favorite. You grab a dog or two that you like, and then you know you keep it moving. Look for a look for a winner in your next spot. Um, but uh, but yeah, this for GPPs, this is all in. You pick one or you pick the other. I'm honestly gonna go 60% um, probably on Volkov and come back on 40% with Overeem, just because um, you know I think Volkov uh, the size is, is is probably gonna be a problem. I think he's gonna throw a lot of strikes, those leg kicks. I think it's just gonna be a problem. Um, but Overeem is definitely live, and that's why I want like 40, 45% of them for sure. Um, so either way, at the end of the night, hopefully we have some lineups. Uh, that either way, that victory will kind of take us over the over the line. Um, but um, but yeah, it's gonna be a great fight. Gonna be a great fight uh, against some veterans. Um, you know, everybody knows um, everybody knows kind of both of these guys' stories. So I don't need to break down all their victories. You know, these guys have been fighting since like 2000. I mean, you know, Alistair Overeem has been literally fighting since 2011. You know what I'm saying? In the UFC, like, shit is crazy. <clears throat> and then, you know, you got Volkov. You know, he's been fighting since about 2016. Um, fighting nothing but vets, Roy Nelson, Tim Johnson, you know, Struve, Verdun, these types of guys. Um, you know, he he, uh, he beat Greg Hardy, but Greg Hardy actually gave him a really tough fight, you know. But, uh, but yeah, so this will be a good one. Sit back, relax. Hopefully you guys see some green screens. Sorry, this one went a little bit long. It's about 20 minutes this week. Um, but uh, there was some stuff I wanted to talk about as far as the pricing stuff. That's pretty important. Hopefully, you guys uh, get some uh, get some wins in. Check in with me. Peace. Sway Max Sr. Hammerfist.